Who are you? What do you do? What do you think? I'd say private detective. But? But the police don't go to private detectives. The name's Sherlock Holmes and the address is 221B Baker Street. smaller on the outside, or as I would like to call it, SOTOcast. My name is Dave, and I'll be your deducting detective uh, today. Uh, with me, as always, is the um, colleague, Andy. And, of course, you know him. He's here, like he always is. It's Tim Bot's here, too. Hi, Tim. I got shot in the butt last week. Anyways, yeah, we're, we're, we're on uh, season two of... Small on the outside, even though we just finished the first one, and uh, we're moving on to Sherlock. That's interesting. Which is also a show uh, created by Stephen Moffat, just like Doctor Who. No, and Doctor Who was not created by Stephen Moffat. Well, well, okay, yeah, right. Doctor Who is run by Stephen Moffat, and Sherlock is also run by Stephen Moffat, but Doctor Who. Was well, not okay, created. yeah, and he didn't create. Sherlock no, Holmes, he, he either. he created this version of Sherlock. No, yes, he did. Okay, but he didn't create Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> this isn't Sherlock Holmes. It's Sherlock. It's different. He's still Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> he is an he is a an adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. He created the adaptation of Sherlock Holmes. That uh, is Sherlock. Well, okay, fine, but wouldn't that mean he also helped create the? Renewal series of Doctor Who? No, because it was created by Russell T. Davies. Stephen Moffat came in when Matt Smith came in. You said what? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Yeah, we're on the second season here. Uh, but first, I want to talk about announcements about the future of, of Small on the Outside. What we got plans for? What are some possibilities here? Possibilities. No, yeah. Not confirmed. Not confirmed, but I came up with a plan for that would uh, work for the year 2014 throughout the year. And now the second the second season would have to do with uh, Sherlock, obviously, and it's only five episodes and ranging over months, so that's that's not much. And after that, we'd have like a two month break or something like that, and then we would move on to 24, the the first eight seasons, or as some people would like to call it, the complete series. Um, it's not complete anymore. Well, see, now that that's just the thing, because people say there's 24, and then there's 24, Live Another Day, which is two complete different shows. So that would be season three, 24, seasons one through eight. And then season four would be 24, Live Another Day. And then season five would be back to Doctor Who, of course, which would be... I don't know, like six months or however long Doctor Who is every season. Um, and it would be less hectic and all that. We'll see. It depends on if there's enough stuff to talk about. Like, if we were doing it... We're talking about an entire season, though. Just like we no, are no, today. No. I know. But these are short seasons. Um, with 24, if we were doing each episode, there might be enough stuff to talk about because they're like, oh no, what's going to happen next, even though we know. We can talk about, like... 
you know, the kind of cliffhangers and stuff they have on the show, but when you're watching an entire season, it, the whole story's finished, and I don't know if there's much to talk well, about. Well, you talk about the overall arc of the plot, and uh, what's what you thought about it, what characters you like, what, what you noticed differently this, this time around when you're watching it, and stuff like that, because we've, I, I think this first season of 24 I've seen, like, a few times. But, uh, I've seen it probably once or twice. Yeah, but it's probably the most different from all the rest of the seasons. That's that's for sure. Um, but that's that's the plans for 2014. It's at, not even at, much of a terrorist plot. Yeah, that kind that, of, that kind that's of kind of like the overall plan for 2014. Even though it's not set in stone, like we're kind of going to be pretty much playing it by ear, seeing how how it goes. But that's like that's the options that we we have. Um, but now we're gonna talk about Sherlock. Yeah, pop pop. We started off with the first season of Sherlock, and this is going to be uh, a catch-up episode on Sherlock season one, or series one, I guess you should say. Ketchup is the best. So yeah, uh, Sherlock season one is a show that I was not sure I, I would actually want to see when it first showed up, and I don't think I did. Andy did first. Um, well, I didn't watch it when it was on. I, uh, I think it was, it was either during while season two was airing, or it was like right before season two was airing, and there was a lot of hype on the Doctor Who boards, um, from you know because it's Stephen Moffat. Everybody on, on Doctor Who kept posting like Who Lock stuff, and <laughs> and uh, and there there was just a lot of stuff, and I liked Martin Freeman from other things. And so I was kind of slightly interested in checking it out, and I noticed it was on Netflix, so I went and watched it on there, the, and, and I just I think I watched all three in one day. The the reason why I started watching it was because Andy was so adamant that I watch it <laughs> that he's like, just watch the second season finale, just watch it. No. Well, um, it was after the house finale. That I told him to watch it because there's actually some similarities there. Oh yeah, because House is based on Sherlock. Um, well, House is based on Sherlock Holmes, not Sherlock. Not but Sherlock. <laughs> whatever. But there was I I wonder if they based their uh, series finale on the Reichenbach Fall because that did air before the House finale aired. So I don't know. So I watched that and I was like, wow. So I went back and I watched it all straight through. Uh, it's a modern retelling of Sherlock while it's while still uh, paying homage to the classic stories at kind of at the same time the personalities the characters uh, the smarts the intellect um, but still having an edge of modernism as well which makes it its own unique thing it does it modern but without losing the uniqueness of the original um, Sherlock Holmes. It doesn't um, make it too modern, you know? It still feels like it doesn't feel out of place with the other stories, basically. If, if, if this was just a sequel to the old stories, it feels perfectly fine with the, you know, the style. Right, because we've seen modern retelling and almost Robert Downey Jr.'s films, even though uh, they do take place in the past. They feel more modern than these yeah. series because it feel it feels doesn't feel exactly right. They're cool to watch and they're entertaining, but as far as Sherlock Holmes go, yeah, it's a little off. 
It's a little off, and this series is closer to it than the other one, even though it takes place in modern day. So go Robert Downey Jr.'s films do get a lot right, but they also stylistically they're a little off. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say so. Though I would say that their music in both the series here and Robert Downey Jr.'s movies are actually pretty darn similar. Really? Yeah, they got the ding, 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 stuff like, you know. Anyways, uh, we'll go through, uh, quickly go through the episodes, because there's only three of them in each season. Uh, the first one was called A Study in Pink. John, it's going to take you a while to adjust to civilian life, and writing a blog about everything that happens to you will honestly help you. Nothing happens to me. How fresh? Just in. 67 natural causes. Used to work here. I knew him. He was nice. Fine. We'll start with the riding crop. Good want me for a flatmate. You're the second person to say that to me today. Who's the first? The name's Sherlock Holmes and the address is 221B Baker Street. Who are you? What do you do? I'm a consulting detective. What does that mean? It means when the police are out of their depth, they consult me. I'm breaking every rule letting you in here. Yes, because you need me. God help me. The game, Mrs. Hudson, is on. Look at him dashing about. My husband was just the same. But you're more the sitting down type, I can tell. What is it like in your funny little brains? It must be so boring. You're not haunted by the war, Dr. Watson. You miss it. Sherlock Holmes is a great man. And I think one day, it might even be a good one. That's how you get your kicks, isn't it? Risking your life to prove you're clever. Sherlock! Why didn't I think of that? Because you're an idiot. No, 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 don't be like that. Practically everyone is. Uh, pretty much focusing on uh, introducing things. It, it introduces everything, but it kind of focuses on uh, John Watson uh, for the most part. He's like a, suffering from PTSD from the war, but at the same time, it's, it's not that he is afraid of it. He doesn't know what to do without it. He wants to go back to the war. He wants to be back in the action. He's kind of, well, feels empty. I guess you could say. That's when he is uh, approached, by, I guess by a friend of his, to be uh, Sherlock Holmes's flatmate. He does that and then Sherlock Holmes immediately makes Dr. Watson his colleague and suddenly they are Holmes and Watson and they are studying the, uh, the study in pink which is about this uh, collection of deduction yeah these a collection of what detective lestrade called serial suicides which a bunch of a string of suicides that were seemingly connected they had no idea how to explain it so they bring in uh sherlock holmes what what i started to wonder is haven't they ever heard of like uh assisted suicide not assisted but um like suicide packs maybe? suicide packs but there's, there's, there are such things as connected suicide. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't, it didn't really go into it, I guess. But <laughs> they, they are connected because there's this old guy 
who's been going around, um, who calls himself a genius, um, who talks people into killing themselves. And the way Sherlock... I will talk to you, and then you'll kill yourself. Yeah, he, he, he figures out how to get people to kill themselves by talking to them. And uh, Sherlock Holmes figures that out by uh, this lady in pink who was, who was one of the victims who had a marriage ring that was dirty. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty much how he found out. And then he, he found out that, about the guy, the, the old guy who talks to people and all that. And... Uh, Instead of turning him in immediately to the cops, uh, he's just too interested in finding out how the guy does what he does. And this is um, kind of where I said it's similar to House in a lot of ways. Because he has an addiction. Well, there's that too. Um, but in, in House, um, He's more interested in solving the case than saving the person's life. And it's kind of similar with Sherlock. Sherlock, he's more interested in figuring out what's, what, what the mystery is rather than saving the lives of, of those people. And that's also in the last episode there that we just watched. Yeah. So, the old guy basically gets these people to kill themselves by uh, doing a mind trick on him. Basically, he has two glass jars, uh, each with an identical pill in it. Each of them, he hands one to the victim, and he says, "You can choose either one, but choose wisely because one will kill you, one will keep you alive, and I will take the other one." And apparently, every single time, he's smart enough to have them choose the wrong vial and kill themselves. Basically, he Darren Browns people into <laughs> uh, into picking the the right pill to kill themselves. Yep. Um, Sherlock thinks he got it right, but we will never know, I guess, because John Watson t shoots the old guy and the case is over. Um, this, this episode was, I guess, largely based off of the Sherlock Holmes story, uh, A Study in Scarlet, but I haven't read, like, any Sherlock Holmes books. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't, like, I'm sure, like, a lot of the old movies and even TV shows of that had Sherlock Holmes stories probably went into detail with that story, but I have, I have no idea what it is. Um, so I can't exactly say uh, how well this goes into, into depth with the real story. Um, well, it's not... I think a lot of the time um, Sherlock episodes are more a mixture of one uh, more than one um, Sherlock Holmes story in a sense this one's probably a mixture of the study in Scarlet and then probably something like whatever the first Sherlock Holmes book was like where Sherlock and uh, John Watson meet each other there's probably some aspects of that as well according to trivia on imdb.com a fact was reversed for this episode, when the victim wrote the word R-A-C-H-E yeah. uh, in, in the, the floor, um, the people were saying, oh, this is a German word for revenge. And then Sherlock was like, no, he was writing Rachel. Are you insane? She was writing. Oh, she was writing Rachel. In the book, it says that it was reversed. People were thinking he couldn't finish writing the word Rachel in the floor 
And Sherlock Holmes was, no, no, this is a German word for revenge. Yeah. It was reversed, but it <laughs> had the same, uh, pretty much the same scene there, which is kind of cool. Um, but that was the first episode, on, that was the episode that I found myself really enjoying it because it, it kind of went into detail with how cool Sherlock is, I guess, just introducing how far his intellect goes, um, the whole scanning the a map of the city in his head in a split second is one of the reasons why I like it, but... <laughs> But also, the chase, the chase scene. But also because of Morgan Freeman. I'm sorry, Martin Freeman. He's cool. Um, but, yeah. The second episode of Sherlock was called The Blind Banker. So this is what you do, you and John. You solve puzzles for a living. Consulting detective. Someone broke in late last night. What did they steal? Nothing. Just left a little message. Someone at the bank working on the trading floors. Why were they put there? Some sort of code? In numbers. And each pair of numbers is a word. How many murders is it going to take before you start believing that this maniac's out there? He's killed another one. In a dragon circus. In London for one day, it fits. This is the episode I got pretty confused, and I was having uh, uh, probably the most issues paying attention to out of like probably the whole series by this point. Tomorrow will be a better day. It's probably the one I didn't really care that much for, um, but it was there. There was something about uh, the middle spray episodes. Paint and... The middle episodes aren't as good as the uh, the premiere and finales for Sherlock. Right, they're still good. It had something to do with the spray paint being a, some kind of a warning symbol. Uh, it was Chinese, an ancient Chinese uh, numbering system that they used to do the classic um, number of a book. The, word. Page, the page and then the, the line. Yeah, that, that's something we've seen in a lot of other stories just as is. It is, probably is based off of Sherlock Holmes anyways, but... Uh. <laughs> No. Uh, it's something that we have seen already, so it's not all that insane. But what's probably most notable in the episode is at this point we're, we're seeing that Moriarty is uh, playing... A, at the end of the episode. Yeah, by the end of the episode. We're, we're seeing that Moriarty is actually playing a pretty big role in the, in the season because he's kind of orchestrating everything even though it's not he, he's not the main story of these episodes he's orchestrating them in some way or, or, or fashion but we still don't know exactly who he is or why he's doing it other than well he's i guess he's a fan of sherlock Wait, and uh pretty much it 
and apparently it comes from Sherlock Holmes novels The Valley of Fear and The Sign of Four. But yeah, the second episode was all that great. I, uh, I'm, from all the episodes, I can remember most of them, even from season, for season one and season two. Episode two is kind of lost on me for the most part. Problem was I didn't care as much. The stuff I cared the most about was like the interaction between Sherlock and John and like the stuff between John and his trying to get his girlfriend and <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I like that. I do like the uh what's her name? Um Sarah. Sarah. Yeah, his uh interactions with Sarah and trying to go on the date with her and then that getting befumbled by uh Sherlock Holmes. I, I, I like this stuff where Sherlock was investigating and, and John was left outside being all that part annoying. Was sweet. <laughs> annoyed. Right. He's, he's being annoying too. So <laughs> Yeah, so the the I guess the character like just interactions are good. I don't yeah. really like care for much for the story on its own. Yeah. It wasn't all that great. And then we will go into the third episode, which is called The Great Game. Sherlock Holmes? I sent you a little puzzle just to say hi. What are we dealing with? Something new. You like the funny cases, don't you? The surprising ones. Obviously. Who are you? Sherlock Holmes. What's he like to live with? Hellish, I imagine. I'm never bored. The kid who owned these trainers came to London from Sussex 20 years ago and left them behind. So what happened to him? Something bad. Give me time. Will you give me time? 12 hours to solve my puzzle, Sherlock. Why is he doing this, the bomber? It's all meant for you. I am on fire. Am I supposed to be impressed? You should be. Have a nice day. Nobody. Not yet. Why are you doing this? I like to watch you dance. Something's wrong. There are lives at stake, Sherlock. You can't be allowed to continue. You just can't. There's been a massive explosion in central London. Boom! People have died. That's what people do! season. I don't know if I can choose between the f first and the third very well, though. Um, basically, okay, so the third episode had to do with a series of bombings by Moriarty testing uh, Sherlock um, and giving him a time frame in order to solve a few crimes before a bomb goes off killing some innocent person. Um, well, it's not just one person. One of the bombs went off and killed like 12 people in an apartment building. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's true. Uh, if he if he doesn't get them is figured a power, out, is a powerful enough bomb, right? Um, but this was a really important episode for the most part. It was all about the interaction between how crazy Moriarty is and how smart Sherlock is. The real is. introduction to Moriarty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and s seeing that I've seen s season two's finale <laughs> before I watched this. It tries to fool you into who Moriarty is because, like, this random guy who's in a scene somewhere in the middle of the episode um, is Moriarty in the end, just there to um, pull on Sherlock's strings just for the heck of it because he can. Um, but I don't think it really even matters that you know it's him because... Well, I mean, it's still entertaining on the second viewing still, but... I think it was a cool thing when I was watching it the first time, and I didn't know that was Moriarty. And I, when when he revealed himself, I was like, "Ah, oh, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, he's going around solving crimes to stop bombs from going off, but he finally figures out it's the secondary case uh, that Watson's actually working on uh, with uh, Mycroft. That's really important. Because well, it is in a way, but it. The thing is, at the end, it seems like maybe it wasn't so important, because, yeah. like at the end, he just tosses it, he just tosses the thing away, the flash drive away. Yeah. Uh. Basically, uh, Watson was working on a case with Mycroft, and what what the the episode was trying to get across, or at least it seemed that way, was that uh, Moriarty was trying to get Sherlock Holmes away from that case. Um, but in the end he finally goes back to the case, finds a flash drive, which was the whole point of that case, and he presents it to Moriarty and then he just throws it in the pool. Um, which tells me that I guess he, yeah, he just didn't, <laughs> didn't really care about yeah anything. I guess he was just doing it for fun, I would, I guess. Some people just want to watch the world like, burn. Yeah, I wonder where that's from. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of like that too, though, because Moriarty is like Batman's Joker. He's there because they complete each other. They are the polar opposites of each other. So, in a way, that's kind of like the Joker, anyways. Yeah. Um, apparently, this the plot of this episode was inspired by the Holmes short story, "The Adventure of the Bruce Partington Plans." Never heard of it. Me either. Most of them I haven't heard. There's there's that one. Uh, there's the that Hound one. Of the Baskervilles. That Hound of the Baskervilles is what everybody has heard of of Sherlock Holmes. Even if they haven't even seen or heard the, read the story, they've at least heard the title. It's yeah. like one of the most famous, and that's in the second uh, season, of course. Um, and overall, I'd say that the uh, first season's like really great for like introductions, good for character development some really smart stuff goes on in the ep episodes uh but good uh good cliffhanger good music good music too but uh good good music good stories good good smarts uh but when it comes down to the series as a whole at least so far and this isn't just because of the season finale of next season but it's as a season as uh, as a whole from what i remember at least i would say that the second season 
trumps the first season. Yeah, I think so. It's got better stories and stuff, but you'll you'll see that in our next episode. I'm thinking the third season might get even better. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do for season three for a variety of reasons. <laughs> well, it could be really, really, really good for season three, or it could be disappointing. There's a couple reasons for that. One, um, Moriarty's not going to be there. And number two, uh, Moffat had the whole 50th anniversary thing with Doctor Who that he was worrying about. So did he slack on Sherlock or did he slack on Doctor Who? So far it seems like he slacked on Doctor Who, so I feel like Sherlock is probably going to be pretty good. He could have had just a lot on his plate and slacked on both. He could have slacked on both, which would be very disappointing. But I hope that's not the case. It seems like the cast are very... Um, happy with what they've done yeah um so i'm very and i just have to know what happens <laughs> everybody's gotta know what happens but i have my own theory um which is mostly just from events that happen in the second season um well i we can talk about that next time but um if you're gonna have your theory i i prefer to not hear it like you can put it on the podcast if you want but i want to go out of the room or something because because for something that big i want to go in like completely fresh i've told you the theory you may before. have told me but i don't remember and it's my own theory i'm sure it's not just yours well people have a thousand different theories for it yeah but i have my own theory um maybe it's shared by others but i don't know I don't know. I for, have my own. For normal episodes, I'd be fine, but with with such a big cliffhanger, it's something I just want to go in with as little, like, assumptions and theories and stuff like that as, as possible. Andy always <laughs> says that. We talk about theories all the time with our uh, Doctor Who. Like I said, normal, most of the time, theories are fine. But when it's a huge cliffhanger like that, it's different. Like any little theory could possibly be true. So even if, even though it's just a theory, it could be true. And so I don't want to spoil that if it is true. Don't ask questions. It would take a lot for the show to actually be exact because I have. Uh, there's a lot to the theory, and it's the more you have that you add on to a theory, the more you're probably wrong. <laughs> um, a basic idea, maybe, but. You can write down your theory and talk about it after the first episode if you want. <laughs> I don't need to write it down. I know it by heart. Okay. Um, season 2 would probably start off right... I forget where it starts off. It, Sa it Right at the same spot. Yeah, because this, this season ended with a cliffhanger just like the second season does. Season 3 does not start um, right where it left off. No, I wouldn't... I know that for a fact. I wouldn't think it would. That, that wouldn't make sense. As far as, I've seen a lot of Sherlock Holmes. I've, I've, I've seen a lot of the old stuff. I don't really remember it because it's pretty much forgettable. Uh, and I've seen a lot of the stuff inspired by Sherlock Holmes, like House, like Monk. Psych. Yeah, Monk is also on it. Monk and Psych. Elementary. I've, I've seen the first few episodes of Elementary, which is a ripoff of Sherlock. <laughs> a, a poor ripoff. Yeah, the the thing about Elementary is that I feel like they have a good idea, but they got dumb characters. It's just the dumb characters and the intellect stuff, the smart stuff. It's just not 
it might be smart, but it's just not entertaining. I and maybe that is giving you the exact reason why Sherlock wouldn't work as a full season. Yeah. That might actually be a good reason why to watch Sherlock all on well, its own. One of the reasons Sherlock works as it is is because each episode is basically a movie. It's an hour and a half long. Yeah. There's enough time in there to fully develop a mystery and solve it with a lot of smart clues and well-written stories and stuff. The writing in this show versus the writing in Elementary is far superior. And who wants to see J Watson as a girl? Yeah, that's just stupid. Like, I see the, the some shows and movies that have uh, interpretations, have gender switching and, and stuff like that, but as for Sherlock Holmes, it does, doesn't work. It doesn't work. Let's see, the biggest problem with that, they're probably, I, I, I don't watch the show, but they're probably at some point gonna make Watson a love interest for Sherlock. Yeah, I don't know, I have no idea. That's just weird, that's just weird. I don't watch the show, so I'm, I'm maybe completely off on that, but with the with it like that, it just seems like that might be a possibility. Right. If you want to watch an American modernized version of uh, Sherlock Holmes, watch House, watch Monk, watch Psych. It's not as long as it's not claiming to actually be Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, you're probably gonna be fine because you know Sherlock Holmes, just in general, changed the way we see mystery, and pretty much. It created the mysteries. Kind of, yeah, and it created it. It inspired people to do stuff like it, uh, create characters that are like Sherlock, like Watson, and all that. Uh, anyways, yeah, watch House. It, it's it's over with, but it's a good show. And it's it's not like three episodes a season, and still they did a good job. Um, but yeah, uh, we. <laughs> So that's Sherlock Holmes, uh, Sherlock season one. Um, we'll get back to you with season two uh, in a few days. Um, this is a relatively short episode, um, but that's all right. It's just a catch-up episode, and so is the next one. So that's fine. Ketchup uh, and mustard. Yeah, that. Um, so I guess I catch you guys next time for Sherlock. Catch up too. Um, in a couple days, I guess. Something like that. Peace out. I'm Dave. I'm not Dave. Peace out.